Hello there, it's Cindy Novotny, and welcome to my podcast on My Secrets to Stamina. So again, if you're new to my podcast, I'm the one that defines balance, what your balance is, not what my balance is. I'll be sharing with you how to live the life you want, and I'm the one that first and foremost is called a radical mentor. I share with you how to look at your life and how to have the stamina to do it all. I'm the one that's going to help you feel good about enjoying the person you are so you can achieve whatever success you want. So get ready for the journey. And today I have a very special guest, my daughter, Jessica Pierce Baker, who is the vice president of business development for our company. I want to start out by sharing some insight about her talents, both inside and outside of work. She is one of the most creative people I know, and I'm not saying that just because she's my daughter and I'm her mother. She crafts, she bakes, decorates, and has an incredible talent to make other people feel very special. She is always learning and has become quite a great leader at a very young age. Her ability to deal with tough situations, rise above that, and her life growing up in the OC, then moving to Texas, is quite a story. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you for having me, Mom. (laughs) You're so welcome. I mean, I think, you know, there's so many people who know you from such a young age. And now, obviously, with your name, Jessica Baker, sometimes you're talking with them and they have no idea that you're actually Jessica Novotny. So I think it's, it's such a tribute to the strong young woman that you have become uh, based on the fact that you have been around this business your entire life. So my first question is, knowing that you grew up with parents that traveled a lot, obviously, what was your favorite memory of also spending so much time on the road? Well, I think that uh, my love for travel and seeing the world through my young eyes really molded me uh, into who I am today. I mean, it was so fortunate to be able to be on the road with you and dad and to go to all these amazing places um, that many people my age obviously weren't able to go to and some will never be able to go to. So, um, you know, some of my favorite memories, I have so many, we could talk about this all day, but, you know, the perks of being your daughter and and flying first class. And I'll never forget um, my first trip to Singapore. And we were in the big jet first class Godiva chocolates. It was the days where you got the stickers to put on your seats to tell them when to wake you. Um, It was the whole nine yards. And I'll never forget thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this is like so much better than being in school. And I never want to stop doing this. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people thought, well, you know, how easy does she have it and how, what fun does she get to have? And, you know, I really did put in my time when I was on the road at a young age and, and learning all parts of the hotel that we were at and folding towels with, uh, housekeeping and making beds and, you know, working at Roy's at Spanish Bay in Pebble beach, um, you know, doing all the Caesar salads with the sous chef for the lunch hour, Um, you know, with my hat and my apron and um, working with the general manager over at the lodge, shout out to David Oliver way back in the day, Um, you know, and just really learning all aspects of what we do and what I do today. And I think that really, you know, sets me apart from a lot of people that may be in my same position. Exactly. Um, I agree with that. 
other things I would say is, you know, just being able to get spoiled as well. And, you know, in the old days of SpectraVision and ordering movies and, and room service and renting jet skis in Palm Beach, you probably remember mom, where we didn't know that there was a big boat race going on. And there we are in the middle of, of the race on our jet skis. And, um, you know, seeing the pyramids, I think that was my biggest like moment where I thought, wow, this is absolutely incredible that I'm getting to see this. Um, so, I mean, there's millions we could talk forever, but I think those are some of my favorites. And I think as an example, I remember, you know, taking you out of school once a month, uh, you know, we had to sign, you know, a lot of paperwork to prove that you were actually studying and you did your work. And I always tell people the story about how, as you got older, the math got harder and we would sit, you know, up there in business class and, and, and truly be like struggling with your math on the way to some unbelievable destination. And there would, there would always be that engineer that was the guy flying in his business suit, you know, on a, on a 12, 15, 16 hour trip. And he would, you know, keep watching and saying, are you having trouble? And we say, oh yeah, I am. I'm helping my daughter get her algebra done. Oh, maybe I can help you. And I remember that one guy that said, here, just let me help you. And I just jumped right out of my seat and said, okay, you take my seat. I'll take yours and then work on that algebra. I mean, those were some fun, fun memories because you did have to get the work done. And I always think that the teacher, I remember saying to her when you were going to go to Egypt with me and she was, oh my gosh, I don't, it's just like crazy, but that's good. And I said, well, you're studying the pyramids right now. So the good news is she's going to be able to see them firsthand. So exactly, you know, talking about taking you out of school once a month and going all over the world. And, and I remember that I would always say, okay, here's where I'm going to be this month. So pick your place, you know? So you sometimes would pick Chicago or New York or New Orleans, uh, but a lot of times it was an international destination. I mean, think about your friends. Think about, did, did many of your friends, I know we took many of your friends on vacation with us a lot, uh, but what did they say? Did they wish they were you? Oh, definitely. I mean, first of all, wouldn't everyone want to be Cindy Novotny's daughter, number one? And then number two, getting pulled out of school from elementary, middle school, and then in high school as well. Um, definitely, you know, envious of, of me getting to be not only out of school, but visiting all parts of the world. You know, my life was completely abnormal to so many of them. We just lived a very different life. Their mom's you know, we're at home um, all the time, stay at home moms, there was definitely a lot more structure. And, you know, I was taking my school on the road and and seeing everything firsthand. And, you know, talk about cultural immersion and, you know, seeing from, you know, the most rural kind of more third world type situations to, you know, the most insane luxury, Um, you know, that Yes, I learned a lot in school. I did very well in school. I was a straight A student. Um, but what I learned and what I really remembered the most and what really stuck with me was the history I learned, you know, visiting the basilicas and and you know, all the different ruins and things like that. So yeah, I mean, some of them were lucky enough to come with us sometimes, but um yes. yeah. They did. Now, let's just take it home a bit. Um, 
although I traveled, you did have a very normal upbringing and, you know, we always had nice dinners, but you uh, always laugh that, you know, you'd love going to your grandparents' house and, and, you know, mama and papa's and there'd be tons of stuff there and cookies and all kinds of fun things or your friend's house. You'd say, oh, when I go there, they have chips and they have Oreos and they have things. And when I'm here at my house, all that we have in our pantry is protein bars. So I'm wondering, like, um, first of all, I've been on protein bars and protein shakes, like pretty much your entire life. And yet I still struggle to lose weight. So, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think I had the, the pantry stocked with other things, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, yes, especially around the holidays and things, but um, you know, yes, you've been dieting forever, I think since day one. And, you know, now I'm 33 and, you know, we're, we're always trying to, you know, figure out how to feel better and look better, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't the normal family. So I didn't have siblings. Um, and we were very much the family that we would go to the store after school to pick out what we were going to have for dinner and make it. We weren't that family that like stocked for the week. And, when I didn't have those siblings and my parents were on, you know, diets and eating well, you know, our pantry wasn't stocked with like fruit roll-ups and fruit snacks and Cheez-Its. So yes, you know, the, the era of Atkins uh, definitely lived in our pantry and, you know, we kind of were on it for a while. Um, also lots of nuts, lots of peanuts and things, but you know, <laughs> when you were gone, you know, dad made my lunch every day. It was always healthy, but it was good. You know, I loved it. Whether it, you know, was any one of you that made my lunch, you always put notes in my lunch every single day. Um, we did eat out sometimes and on the road, there was always, you know, special treats. So I wasn't totally deprived. So, you know, don't feel too sorry for me. But, um, when I did go to my friend's house, it, they thought like, it was so bizarre because I was more excited to go straight to their pantry. And I would always be like, where are the carbs, like mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, French fries. And so, yeah, if ever I was on like vacation or a trip without, you know, you and dad, I would definitely, it was like all carbs and yeah, so, <laughs> and Taco um, Bell was your favorite and Taco Bell is still my favorite. So <laughs> no judgment there. I still love Taco Bell. I love it. So let me ask you, what do you feel are your biggest accomplishments? Um, you know, I feel like I have a lot more to accomplish in my life, but you know, looking back thus far um, on the sports side of things, you know, I was a very good swimmer and I swam, um, you know, in a much higher age group than I was in and w- received many awards and, and ribbons and always came in first place. And um, I played water polo in high school for a couple years and uh, did really well playing the whole set position there. Um, and so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, just the kind of student I was, I always got A's and that wasn't because it was put on me. It's just because I wanted to do a good job. And I actually like, liked doing homework and things like that. And, you know, I always got home from school. I always did my homework and then I got to do whatever I wanted. And that was just the way that I lived my life. Um, you know, I graduated college in four years and, I was actually talking to dad the other day about this, that, you know, I had some fun in my college years at the beginning and dad didn't think I was going to make my four year goal mark. And 
when I got into my second semester of senior year, I realized I had to take 19 credit hours, which is like nine classes um, to graduate. And I did it. And I got like the highest GPA I had all of college and um, aced a class that I didn't do too well in, you know, prior um, prior semesters. So it was a really big accomplishment. And, um, you know, other things are just being successful in my hobbies and, and crafting and, um, you know, putting my stuff for sale in stores or farmers markets and just seeing that be a success. I love that. Um, you know, on the baking side, perfecting all of uh, my dad's mom, my Grammy's recipes, since she's no longer here. Um, they're all Czech heritage recipes, so they're not very easy. And I've done, you know, really well at that. Um, and then I think, you know, in more recent years, overcoming life's toughest possible situations. I think that's an accomplishment in itself that I'm, you know, where I am today. And um, you know, no matter if relationships still exist or they don't, you know, that I've always been a really loyal friend and family member. And so not a lot of people can say that. And, um, I rest easy because I know that I am. Yeah. And you have had, it hasn't been easy. And I think so many people know that, that know me, know how much, what you've been through and how much you've had to struggle on some things. So I, I appreciate that in you because you do, you do continue to look at the the bright side of things and always, always try to do your very best. So it's, it's obvious. And I think anybody listening to this that has kids needs to know that, you know, as a, as a parent, uh, and as a mother, you're always a mother and you're always a father. I mean, it's just the way it goes. It doesn't matter that, you know, you give them wings to fly. And as I used to say to Jesse, you know, even eagles need a push. And I pushed her out of the nest to fly. And then she really like took me seriously and definitely flew the coop. And I, I laugh because to this day, I want to mother her. I want to tell her what to do. And, you know, 90% of the time she takes my advice. And then there's the 10% that not so much. So I think, you know, those of you that are listening and have kids need to know that you have a very short window of time uh, to make a difference in a child's life. And I think that that is, that is so vitally important and you have to pay attention and focus on that. Now, thinking of work and the fact that you, you know, early on, you never thought you wanted to work for us. I mean, I'm going to graduate. I got a degree in maritime administration. I'm going to, you know, go to work and manage the port of call in LA or Dubai, or you had so many unbelievable you know, advantages that you could go and do some things. And you said, well, I said, well, that's fine. You do what you've got to do. But you decided that first year you would work with us and you would um, travel. I always thought you would be the next me. I always thought you'd be the one getting up on stage and speaking. You're really good at that. You're really good at public speaking. You did it for a year. And I just, uh, I remember that first year, the two and a half week trip from the South of England to the North of England for Barclays with my broken arm, I think pretty much did you it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think, you know, I grew up on, on the road. So I think if I would have been put in that position right after I graduated college to be on the road full time and do, you know, keynote speeches and, you know, be facilitating uh, you know, three, four weeks out of each month, I think that would have been different if I hadn't, you know, grown up on the road myself. So I already felt like I had, 
you know, done my due, due diligence and, and traveling. And then when, when things got really intense on the road with that London um, to Northern England trip, I was like, you know, I think I'd be much better in a office setting and leading a team than, than on the road, even though I, you know, it was good. And I did, I did do well and I can facilitate and co-facilitate and speak. Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, growing the younger generation of MCA is, you know, where my role kind of then began back in 2010. Right. So thinking of that as a young professional, uh, I'm working with so many young people. And I think now, uh, you know, coming out of uh, the pandemic, there's so many young people that were thrown into jobs and are having to try to figure things out on their own because a lot of their leaders were furloughed or uh, decided to to get out and, you know, in some cases, get out of the hospitality industry and go sell real estate and or just retire, whatever it might be. So what advice do you have for young professionals like yourself to grow and take on more responsibility? Um, I think it's kind of twofold, really. Um, even the generation that's a little bit younger than than me, I'm I'm 33, so you know I'm part of that millennial generation. But those that are a bit younger, I think you know leaders across the board um, are are struggling with this generation a bit. And so, you know, I have some I have some pretty you know serious advice. And and the first piece of advice is is don't be lazy. Um, I think this generation has been used to getting things handed to them. And it's, you know, the years of the participation awards and things like that. And, you know, maybe people disagree with me, but I'm not really for that. Um, so, you know, you have to work hard. And I came, you know, from you and dad, a no BS work hard came from nothing family that grew their business into something incredible. And so, you know, being entitled isn't something that we have in our book. You know, you're not owed anything. You have to work hard and, you know, you have to listen. I think some issues with our generation is that, you know, we just, we talk, 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 and we don't really listen, but, you know, there is opportunities then and take advantage of those to speak up and share your ideas and do it in the right way and become a leader, even if it's not in your title. Um, I think you can lead a team, you know, I, I have other leaders on my team, but I happen to fall into the shoes of a really good leader. Um, even though I'm not directly in charge of, you know, an actual person right now, um, I still lead them in areas where they need help. So, you know, do more than what's asked of you. And that kind of, you know, that's a general rule, I think always. And, if you do need more recognition, which is a huge part of my generation, I feel like is that we need that pat on the back or we need that, you know, assurance that, you know, we've done a good job, then, then you need to ask for it because, you know, everyone's going in a million different directions right now. People are busy and, you know, there might not be time for too much recognition and things like that, but, you know, if you need it, ask for it. If you don't ask, you don't get right. Exactly. So who do you think uh, you would call your all-time hero? Well, I mean, this is not like a, I don't have like a actress or a singer or a superhero, I would say, but I definitely, I have a few, I would say I have three and definitely you and dad uh, for, 
for sure. You gave me an incredible childhood, um, forming me 100% into the person I am today, paving the way for me to spread my wings, as you said, and fly. Um, and then last but not at all, at least my uh, husband, Bryant, he is my Marine, my Afghan war veteran, my Purple Heart recipient, and someone who didn't have it as easy in life as I did. Um, and so he's taught me a lot. Um, and he should have a side job in being a therapist because he is so good at listening to things and, and giving his, his thoughts. So those are my heroes. Oh, good, good. I'll make myself a plaque on that for sure. (laughs) So what's your most prized possession? Oh, wow. Well, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, I have a lot. I would say that my Grammy, my dad's mom's um, Czech Bohemian glass red cake plate is my prized possession. Um, I have a lot of them, but you know, anytime I've moved or anything, that cake plate goes on my lap in the car. It doesn't get packed. It is super special to me. My grandma left my name on it when she passed away, so it was always going to be mine. Um, so that's my big one. I have a lot, I would say, um, my husband can attest to this. I think that everything is my prized possession, all of my decorations, all of my family heirlooms, um, my original snuggle bear that took some wear and tear during hurricane Ike while I was in college and lost an eye, but I still have him. Um, and then more recently, just anything that, uh, Brian and I have collected during our marriage thus far. I got a special moose ornament on our honeymoon that's um, really cool and was my first kind of together ornament with him. So um, I could go on and on, but just, yeah, I have lots of prized possessions. Yeah, we're, we're big on that, the collectibles. Yeah. So other than Taco Bell, what's your other favorite meal? <laughs> well, I love food and I think we all do and you and dad do as well. And that's why, you know, we've always been on diets. And so (laughs) my husband, um, definitely, you know, much more into the gym, much more into fitness, you know, very much in shape. And so we do, um, we do splurge though sometimes. And when we do splurge, um, we have a joke and further discretion advised. I, it's kind of a naughty word, but um, we call each other FMFFs and that stands for fatty McFatfuck. And <laughs> that means that we're going to have that kind of a meal that night. So we know that it's going to be the Taco Bell or the really, you know, good loaded cheese fries or something like that. So I would say my top four favorite meals are my husband's grilled cheese, uh, my mom's chicken thighs with her version of eggplant Parmesan. Uh, Aussie cheese fries from Outback Steakhouse, 100% are like the best thing. And if you've never had them, please go to Outback and get them. And then for breakfast, corned beef hash. And I'm talking not like Four Seasons Gourmet corned beef hash. I'm talking like Dinty Moore out of the can, you know, over medium eggs. Your papa taught you that for sure. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) my my grandfather taught me that and it's so good. So yeah, I love my dad, all food. My dad and I always say when we go into a restaurant, is this um, homemade? 
Oh, yes, we're really proud of it. Okay, then we don't have it. It's when it comes out of a can. We love it. I love it. Um, Who's your best friend? Well, this is a loaded question, but uh, I've I've lost some people who I thought were my best friends, but I've also gained some. So, um, you know, that's an entire episode topic in itself. But my best friend is definitely um, my husband. We were friends first and we still are all the way, which I think is so important um, in any relationship. When you start out as friends, it really creates that solid foundation. Um, and then my parents and Shelly are definitely next and always have been. And then lastly, uh, Katie Rechtenwald, formerly Katie Bisson, uh, her brother, Cameron, who we miss dearly and passed away, um, is the reason that I became like another sibling in her family. She holds no judgment. She's dependent. She's loyal um, and an all around badass. So. Um, those, she, those, she's one those of the badass girls. She is. <laughs> she is. Which we love. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to do an episode with Katie. She's oh, badass. Def- oh, definitely hilarious. And if you had twenty dollars to spend, what would you buy? Well, another loaded question. Don't we all love to spend money? And I love yeah. to spend money. Um, it depends. If it's the holidays, I'm probably going straight to the Christmas section and buying some sort of a, another decoration for my house or my tree. But, um, you know, I can definitely always fit another box in my storage room labeled Christmas. So thanks to you, mom, I can never have enough decorations. But probably with 20 bucks, I would go any other time to the craft store and I would get um, some sort of supplies that I would need to make something probably for somebody else. Um, And, you know, once I get into the craft store, my mind just starts going crazy of what I can do and what I can build. And, and, you know, so I always can't wait to get home and get started. So usually something to do with decorations or the craft stores where I'm going to spend so my dollars at. I try to go like buy something that's like way more than 20 and try to figure out how to get it. I love that. <laughs> and then when you think about doing things with me, what are the things you like to do most with me? Well, you by far are the best mom in the world. And I'm not just saying that because anyone that really knows me knows that I tell it like it is. Um, so I love doing everything with you, but some of my favorite things to do are just like we were saying shop and we love to, you know, go to Nordstrom and try on all the clothes and, and the makeup section and the shoes and just have a total spree. Um, And another favorite thing to do is bake Christmas cookies in our gingerbread house during the holidays. It's a treasured memory that I have. So I love doing that. I also just love laying down on the couch and watching our favorite shows. You know, even I was thinking about while we were talking about this podcast of, you know, the days of when we would be on vacation and we never, you know, got to watch any daytime soap operas. But when we were on like Thanksgiving break, you know, the soaps would still be on. So watching like Young and the Restless or The Bold and the Beautiful. And I have so many fond memories of that. Um, Going to the beach. And even though we, you know, are from Orange County, grew up there sitting on the beach in Frankfurt um, and getting that nice brown bear tan that you can get if you're up, you know, in the Great Lakes area. Um, 
And then, you know, last but not least, our ultimate, you know, traveling to the finest hotels in the world and, and being spoiled together and, you know, getting picked up and, and the nice car and arriving and just being completely pampered. I think that some, we always have that kind of OMG moment of this is, you know, this yeah, is we never we take chose. it for granted. Yeah. Never take it for granted. Every time, every time, every time. And as we start to wrap it up, I've got a few last questions, but I know that we all lose sleep. This has been an awful, uh, you know, couple of years that we've gone through with the pandemic and not being close to family and seeing one another, but what causes you to lose sleep? Um, work causes me to lose sleep. And I think it's because I'm your daughter. So it's, it's my business too. So I dream about work. I think of things I need to write down in the middle of the night. And so I send myself an email or I write it down in my notes section of my phone. And, you know, contrary to other people, I'm fully okay with that. You know, it doesn't bother me. It goes with the territory of my role. It goes with the territory of our industry and the business that we live in. And so, you know, that's, that's okay. You know, I don't really. Yeah. You're, don't really you are definitely sleep. a product of me in that area. Yeah, I, I mean, I do my best thinking in the middle of the night and I do roll over and I'm not as quick on the phone as you, but I have always a little pad and a pen and I write down and it might only be a few words, but it will help me remember because my best ideas, my best solutions to any problem, both personally and professionally come in the night. That's always how it comes. So you are a product of that. So as we move forward the future of MCA uh, has you definitely in a role of leading the company. And where do you see that? I mean, the goal obviously is to keep MCA going strong and continuing to evolve in, in all aspects of the business, you know, bringing up that younger generation, as I mentioned, having people that are committed to working hard. Um, we have no room to have a weak link on our, on our team. So um, you know, we've evolved a lot, as everyone knows, over the last 18 months, and I think we will continue to do so. And I plan to keep growing into different markets and hopefully lead us into the future, um, you know, or just retire with you and dad. I mean, that's all awesome. oh, right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Not happening, but good idea. Wow. Funny. <laughs> all right. So what advice can you give me? on how to have more balance. Obviously, I live without balance and love it, but what are thoughts, knowing my life, knowing my lifestyle, knowing what I love to do, what could I do differently? I mean, as you've always said, balance is just a word and it's completely personal, I think. You know, you you totally live without balance and I think we all do to some extent. Um, I think I just try to be more present when I need to be. Like on the weekends, if my husband, you know, is home, he travels out of town a lot. So if he's home, um, you know, I am not glued to my phone or my computer as I might be during other times and I'm just present in that moment. You know, I'm not stressing about work. I'm, you know, focused on what I need to do that Monday or, you know, if it's something to do with the Middle East or something that Sunday. So I plan things into my weeks or my weekends that make me feel good and give me the balance that I need. So my crafts, decorating for the next holiday, taking care of the dogs. Gym. But what about me? What can you give me advice? Well, this is the advice is that I plan. Oh. I plan things into oh. my time. So I plan things where if I know I'm a little bit manic, 
then I need to carve it into my calendar. Kind of like you say, how to carve out time for prospecting. I carve it into my calendar that I need to do this. And that's why I need to do that more. I need to do that more. You know, where do you need to gain an extra hour here and there? You know, I don't stress if something doesn't get done. I just move it and I strive not to move it again, where a lot of people completely have a meltdown if they don't get it done. Got Uh, it. So I think you need to carve out more time. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to carve that out. So to wrap this all up, a very serious question. You know, I know, and I think everyone knows that you have faced some very hard times at a very young age and something that, you know, crushes me every day of things that you had to go through. What advice do you have for people who have suffered loss in any capacity or have struggled to find a better version of themselves? Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk for a whole episode, um, of, of something to this magnitude. And, you know, if people ever want to hear more, I'm, I'm definitely available to, to chat, but, you know, bottom line, grief, loss, it's all a very personal thing and it's different for every single person. Um, I clearly wasn't ready for the shit that I went through, but I was obviously built for it. Um, I went through more counseling and therapy and read more books than I ever thought I would have. And I grew up for sure very quickly during those years of my life, but it's truly the way that you handle it um, and the way that you process it. And remember that no one but you has ever been in your shoes. No one has ever been there for every single minute of your journey. So the positive people in your life, they let you be. They let you evolve and be who you need to be to get through what you need to get through. And the negative people are going to tell you what to do, give you way too much advice, say they understand what you're going through when they don't, um, judge you for doing something that they may have a different opinion on, and the list goes on and on. And, you know, my loss was a long, hard fight. It ended, you know, badly. And I had been in some really dark places. I numbed myself. I was not being the best version of myself because I didn't have time to be. I could have decided to let my loss define me or pull myself together, for instance, with the help of my now husband, Bri, and spend some time being selfish and focusing on me, something that I hadn't done in a very long time. I had to pull myself together and basically start over. And it it took that for me to find my true love and my true happiness. Um, And, you know, facing that immense loss at 30 years old, being betrayed by family and friends and so on. You know, my advice is do what you need to do. Don't do what others want you to do. Do what you need to do. Be who you need to be. You are still the same person inside but you may do things a little differently or go about life in a different way than you used to. And that is okay. I am telling you 100% that is okay. Remember that no one is cheering harder for you than the person that you used to be. Yeah. You make me cry, Jesse, but I know you're in a good place and I know that you can help a lot of other people. And I think that not everyone realizes that they could reach out to you. You're a very private person, but I think you have crossed that bridge. And just by saying that, I think this is a great time for anyone listening to this that that needs a little help. I, I honestly, both of us are always here for you. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I have to say I've loved this. It's been great. Uh, everybody, I think, will enjoy hearing your story because people ask about you all the time. 
But I would love to have all of you join me on my next episode as I speak about the hustle. I'm going to do this one solo. I'm going to talk about what it actually takes to find success. If you want a happy, fulfilled life that's filled with following your dreams, doing whatever it takes, this one is just for you. It's not going to be just about my hard drive and persistence. There's going to be three components that I'm going to talk about. Time, feeling, and focus and how you have to commit to that to really follow your passion. I'm gonna delve into it and show you what it takes to really prepare yourself to win. So with that, we will see you next time. And thank you very much, Jessica.